And so it's with that that I want to continue the series this morning. We're going to continue by talking about a brother by the name of Caleb. How many folk know who Caleb is? Amen. Amen. Caleb is often thought of as a part of our, a team because it's hard to think of Caleb without also thinking of Joshua. Uh, two bad brothers, if you will. But they were a part of a bigger team than just Joshua and Caleb. Uh, the, the, the people of God, under the leadership of a man appointed by God by the name of Abram, who later became Abraham, occupied a land. That land fell into a famine. And when it fell into a famine, they moved to an area called Egypt until God delivered them from their bondage in Egypt, told them, I'm sending you to a land of promise. This is a land flowing with milk and honey. Everybody knows the expression, right? However, before they would take possession of the land, mm -hmm. God said to them, I want, he said to Moses, I want you to appoint 12 spies. Everybody say spies. Y'all know what a spy is, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to appoint 12 men that will go into the land that once was yours. Mm -hmm. And I want you to spy out the territory. Mm -hmm. See what's there so that you know what you got to do to take repossession of the land. Yes. Anybody ever heard that repossession? Mm -hmm. oh, yes. Sometimes it doesn't come through good, does it? Mm -hmm. But we're talking about taking back what was once yours. Yes. And the enemy is now occupying your territory, and you got to make a decision. Am I going to let them stay there? Mm -hmm. Or if God promised it to me, Am I going to take it back? So the 12 spies went into the land. I'm talking out of the book of Numbers, but that's not our teaching today. I'm just giving a little background. The 12 spies from the book of Numbers 13 and 14 went in, and they discovered that this land was amazing. It had, when they left, it was a famished place. But when they returned, it was full of amazing fruit and lush greens and, and it was just an amazing place. It was the kind of place that any of us would want to plant our root. Mm -hmm. And so these folk went in. They looked around. They discovered how great the place was. Mm -hmm. But they made another discovery. And, and this is going to bless us, y'all. They went in, and what they saw is that there were giants in the land. Yes. I don't know about you, but every now and then, God has an assignment for us that looks bigger than we think we are capable of matching up to the assignment. Amen. Anybody ever been there? Oh my God. I heard a testimony on Monday night on the phone of one of our members who went for a job interview. Yes. And she said when she went in, she interviewed for one job. Mm. But she always yeah. knew that she was capable of much more. Mm. But that's the job that was available. Yes. 
And a number of weeks before then, she had testified to me that while she was in a good job and things were going well, suddenly the atmosphere changed there. Mm -hmm. And they weren't treating her like she was accustomed and knew that she was supposed to be treated. Mm -hmm. And we decided we would pray. Mm -hmm. And we prayed. And when she went in for one job, they recognized who she really was Amen. and said, no, we got more for you Amen. than even what you walked in for. Y'all ought to give Elisa a, 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 a hand of praise right now for yes. what the Lord did. So in, and she didn't just get a job, they put her up to the top. Amen. Why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because most of us mm -hmm. are living far beneath yes. what God has in store for us. Mm -hmm. And many times we're living beneath it because we can't see beyond the circumstance that we're in. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I know folk who are in jobs and they can't take it anymore. Don't have another job, but they walk away from the one they have. Mm. And then they're going, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Well, why did you leave? Mm. That's right. Because if God is really the God that you believe he is, he is capable of taking you to another level. But you don't move before God says, move. Am I making sense to you? So when Moses sent the 12 spies in, they went in, excuse me, came back with a report. Mm. But this was the report. Ten of them said, the land is great. Mm. Everything about it is luscious. Mm -hmm. But there are giants in the land. Mm. Mm. And the scripture says that their report discouraged the people. Mm. My God. Mm. But God always has a land. Yes. And so he had two of the twelve Joshua and Caleb, who came back and said, yeah, they're giants, they're all giants in the land, but our God is bigger and better than those giants. Amen. With God's help, we are well able That's right. to take the land. Well, today I want to talk about a well-able spirit. I want to talk about the reward of being an overcome. I want to address this message today to some folk who are in places in your life mm -hmm. where God wants to elevate you, yeah. but you're having a hard time being able to see that God is on your side. Amen. I want to address this message today to some folk who it gets hard and they look at the hardness and forget to look at God. Anybody besides me ever had that experience? I've been there and I've learned from it. And the learning enabled me to stand here and talk about it. Because see, you can't really share something unless you have been through something. I don't even know what I'm talking about. So today we're going to talk about, and I don't want you to miss this, the overcomer's reward. Amen. The overcomer's reward. Going to face some stuff. Mm -hmm. 
But if you got the spirit of an overcomer, mm -hmm. there's a reward just around the corner. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we quit before we can even get a glimpse of the reward. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about the overcomers. You will bow your degrees. Father, we thank you and bless you for the presence of your Holy Spirit. God, I give you glory for every man, woman, boy, and girl who is in the house. And God, I honor you for the privilege of this teaching hour. For God, I, I yield to you and ask you to come and do your thing in River of Life. God, I, I yield. I give up my tongue, my heart, my mind, my spirit, my body. I give up everything so that you might take over. That when we are done in this house today, not one of us will leave the same as we enter. God, we bless you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to read a few verses of scripture. Then we're going to talk about the overcomer's reward. These verses are found in Joshua 14, uh, verses 7 through 14. I'm reading it from the Message Bible. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of God, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. So what, what did you just learn? He was 40 years old, and he was called to be a spy. All right? And I brought back an honest and accurate report. But let me say this to you. The other guys brought back an honest and accurate report. They said that what we saw is lush, it's awesome, it's amazing. And they said that we saw giants in the land. Yeah. Oh, and that was true. All right, let's go to verse 8. My companions who went with me discouraged the people. Family, many times, we got to be careful who we listen to. Amen. We have to be careful who we hang out around. Because there are folk who sometimes will have difficulty seeing beyond the giant that is in front of them. But I know a God who's bigger than any giant. And he said, my companions who went with me discouraged the people. But listen to this next part of this verse. Caleb said, but I stuck with my guns. Y'all hear me? Yeah, yes, totally with God, my God. So what did we just learn? He said, we all gave the same report. But my companions had a different perspective of the situation than I did. We saw the same thing. But I knew there was a God that was behind me that was bigger than the obstacles in front of me. Anybody besides me feeling that this morning? Verse 9. That was the day that Moses solemnly promised. Everybody say promise. The land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance. What did I just say? Moses just told Caleb, everywhere where your feet walked is going to be yours. Oh my God. Then listen to this. How many parents we got in the house? How many grandparents we have in the house? Listen to this. 
because what happens in families, y'all, is that what happens in one generation influences the next generation, which influences the next, and that influence will go on and on. And if you come out of a negative background, you don't know how to encourage. If you come out of a fearful background, you don't know how to stand strong. If you come out of a, a background where people have limited ability to see, no matter how much God wants to put in front of you, you got to disconnect from your background in order to connect with what God is trying to show you. Somebody say, I'm catching on that. So the next part of the verse, he said, oh, well, let me back up. The land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance. Then he said, you and your children's forever. Oh, did y'all catch that? I, I'm about to make something happen. And Caleb, it's not just about you. Because of your faithfulness, Caleb, your children are going to be blessed. How many of us know that uh, all kinds of stuff pass generationally? But I, I'm here today to encourage us that if you got some generational curses that you've been dealing with, yeah, yeah. well, I know a God who's bigger than the generational curse. Yes. And you can transfer from that stuff mm -hmm. to uh -huh. the promise that God made on, even who came. Somebody shout out. Now, the end of that verse from the Message Bible is powerful because it says not only is it going to your children forever, but it says, because you have lived totally for God. Amen. I mean, for God, hear me. Amen. Verse 10. Caleb, this is his testimony, y'all. He said, now look at me. God has kept me alive as he promised. Yeah. So, apparently... He went through a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. The kind of stuff that many folk either died while they were going through it mm -hmm. or quit. Mm -hmm. But he said, God has kept me alive as he promised. So what else did we learn about Caleb? Mm -hmm. Caleb did not put his ear mm -hmm. where the people were. Mm -hmm. His ear was tuned to God. Yes, yes. God had made him a promise. No matter what he was going through, he kept his ear to the promise and not to the people. Uh -huh. Oh, I don't know if y'all are feeling this. I don't know if you're feeling this, but I know it because in my own life, I have had to make a decision. I'm with one crew, and this is the way they talk. And that's the way I saw my life. But then I got an opportunity to meet another crew. And they had a higher vision. And they were looking to do more than this crew. And you know how your crew will say to you, oh, you think you're better than us. Yeah. Well, I don't know whether I think I'm better, but I do know that I can't go that way anymore. Yeah, because that way does not take me this way. And this is the way that God has called me yeah. to go. Anybody feeling me this morning? Yeah. Verse 10 continues. It is now 45 years 
Since God spoke this word to Moses, uh -huh. what was the word? Send the spies in. This is the land flow of milk and honey. Yeah. This is the land of promise. This is the land I'm going to give to my people. It's now 45 years later. The people have not possessed the land. Why? Because they did not believe and receive the word of God. But Joseph, I'm sorry, but Caleb and Joshua said, we are well able. He said, he says, he says, it's 45 years since God spoke this word to Moses. Years in which Israel wandered in the wilderness. Don't miss that, y'all. Because so often, God is trying to open the door. But our ear, our heart, our spirit man is connected to folk who are not trying to enter in. They're where they're going to be. They're satisfied with it. They decided I can't do better. And this is my life's lot. Oh my God. Caleb and Joshua for 45 years couldn't stand being connected to that kind of attitude. And so he says at the end of verse 10, and here I am today, 85 years old. Did y'all catch that? 40 when he went to spy. 45 years out there, he said, but. I'm still alive. Amen. The promise of God is still active in me. Amen. I still believe everything that God said. Yes, I went through hell with folk going around and around and around. It, it, it could have been discouraging. I could have given up. I could have quit. Folks sitting up in this sanctuary today have missed out on some things that God had promised you because it got hard. Yeah. And instead of being able to keep your eyes up, yeah. You were listening to the crowd that you were connected to. Yeah. And you began living like the crowd instead of living in and up to your promise. Yeah. 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 But listen, when your eyes stay fixed on God, yes. the next verse will teach us something that blessed me because I'm getting older. But as I get older, I don't feel no ways tired. Yeah. And I feel my strength. Yeah, I go through some things that happen as you have birthdays. Yeah. But my energy is there. My focus is there. My vision is there. My purpose is there. My expectation is there. I am in no ways ready to quit. Because God said, there's still work that I want you to do. I don't know about anybody else in the house. I don't care what your age is. Until God says your time is up, you ought to have a focus on the promise of God. Amen. Amen. Verse 11. I am, everybody say I am. I am. As strong as I was the day Moses sent me out. That's Caleb talking. 85 years old. He said, I'm as strong today as I was when I was 40. I'm as strong as ever in battle. Oh, bring it on. Yeah. I'm going to take some out with me. I'm not going down. And I'm not going to sit down or lay down. 
God made me for the battle. Amen. And I'm ready for it. Somebody say I'm in that battle. He said, brother, coming or going, I'm ready for the battle. Verse 12. So give me this hill country. The King James says, um, give me this mountain. Remember, what he's talking about is that Moses had promised him 45 years earlier that because he brought back a faithful report that everywhere that his feet had traveled would be his territory. It was in the mountains. It was called Hebron. And he said, look, I'm tired of this wandering around. I'm tired of hanging out with these faithless folk. I'm tired of hanging out with these rebellious folk who are not willing to receive and believe the promise of God. It's time for me to take this hill. Yes, yes. So give me this mountain. Now, why did he say give me the mountain? Because God had promised him the mountain. Yes, sir. He was still alive 45 years later. Why? Because his assignment was not up. <coughs> oh, yeah. Okay. There's a few folk in this room right now. Yes, You've hit 40 and you're looking over your life and you're, you're, you're saying, well, you know, I'm not where I thought I should be. Preach, Pastor. And I guess I'm going to have to settle in because this is what my life is going to look like. I'm here to tell you right now if it's looking like that, there's a missing ingredient. Yeah. And the missing ingredient is the, the promise of God. Yeah. Because as I said earlier, if you were born, you got through that birth canal. God allowed you to have life. You were born with a divine purpose. If you don't know what it is, connect with the source of your life. Yeah. He'll open up the door. He's not trying to hide it from you. But he is saying, if you want it, you got to come and get it. So often we're sitting back thinking it's going to come to us. Alisa uh, 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 didn't wait for that job to come to her. She searched. And then when she saw an opportunity, she went through the door. And when she went through the door, she got even more. Yeah. Than what she thought she was going for. Yeah. It, it doesn't just find you. Mm-hmm. You got to go take it. Yeah. And he yeah. said, Yeah, I know I'm 85, but give me this mountain. Yeah. Why? Because God promised it to me. That's right. Listen to the rest of verse 12. He said, You you yourselves heard the report that the Anakim were there with their great fortress cities. If God goes with me, I will drive them out, just as God has said. Well, just for a little background, who are the Anakim? They were giants. They were warriors. They had a bad reputation. And when I mean, when I say bad, I'm talking about the kind of bad that you know you 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 see somebody and you look at them and say, I don't think I'm gonna mess with them. They look like they can handle anything that I bring up against them. Mm-hmm. But I was the Anakin. Anybody ever been there? Mm-hmm. When I played football, and every now and then I would have to block that tight end or the linebacker coming off the edge and. 
they were typically much larger than me. And I had to learn a few things about how to be able to get the advantage, no matter how much bigger and stronger they might have been. Mm. Uh, so when I was in coaching sessions, I learned about angles. I, I learned about how, when to move and how to move mm. so that when they came, their size was not an advantage. I knew better what to do before they got there than what would happen when they arrived because I realized I had to learn how to have an advantage even though they looked bigger and better than me. Yes. Anybody hear me? He said, so you heard the report. The Anakin were there. Yes, obstacles are there, y'all. In fact, obstacles should be there. That's right. Anybody that wants to be anything cannot get there without going through an obstacle. Mm -hmm. 